Let's now turn to our story this morning. The Independent Electoral Commission says it's all systems go for this weekend's special votes. Approximately 26 million South Africans are eligible to vote in the polls, with over 95,000 candidates running to capture about 10,500 seats in the country's 257 municipalities. The IEC maintains that all measures are in place to protect the integrity of the results as the Commission launches its Results Operations Centre in Pretoria midweek. The Rock, they call it, for our final local government election forum. We're now joined on the line by the IEC's Deputy Chief Electoral Officer for Outreach, Maweto Moseri. He will answer all the questions you have on the voting process as we all prepare to vote and cast our votes from tomorrow. A very warm welcome to you, sir, and welcome. Good morning, Elvis, and good morning to your listeners. Thank you for the welcome, and uh, thank you for being with you this morning. Now, I'm sure South Africans are waiting in anticipation to vote and starting to vote, but as a point of departure, what time do the polling stations across the country open and close for both the upcoming weekend for special votes and then on the main election day on Monday? Uh, the main election day, Elvis, we open uh, on on Monday, the 1st of November, we open voting stations at 7 a.m. And uh, the last uh, hour to vote is then that hour of uh, 2,100 hours. But anyone who's on the queue at that time, will still be given an opportunity to 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 vote uh, for the special votes uh, tomorrow and sunday it will be 8 a.m until 1700 5 p.m on both days and we do expect that uh, we will close on time for the two days because the numbers of people we'll be dealing with are far less than the individuals coming on the 1st of November. Mm -hmm. Let's just uh, briefly stick with the special votes, which uh, starts tomorrow. Uh, Who qualifies and what is the process of those people voting? Well, who qualifies? Is uh, it has been broadened by amendment of our legislation to say any South African who's registered to vote and already knows at the time of application that they won't be at their voting station on voting day, they can uh, apply for special votes. But where we are today, only those who applied for the special vote will be able to vote tomorrow and on Sunday. Then we have two types of uh, special votes. We have those who applied that we should visit them at their homes because they are either infirmed or physically challenged or of ill health and bad reading. Uh, those individuals, we will start visiting them at their homes from about uh, 8 a.m. tomorrow until about 5 p.m. And we, in the second uh, type of special vote or grouping of uh, applicants, is uh, 
those individuals who will come to the voting station, they are able citizens, but for reasons of duty, for reasons of other uh, commitments, they then applied to vote uh, on, 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 on these two days before they uh, depart to their duty, they will be able to vote uh, also at the voting station from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. on both days, Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is there any reprieve for any South African that has missed the deadline for the special votes, for instance, that only found out perhaps a week ago that they're not going to be uh, in the area where they're supposed to vote, that they can still do a special vote by tomorrow or not? Definitely not, Elvis, because uh, remember our process has to remain a very transparent process. We actually share the applicants uh, for special votes, those approved and those declined. There's quite a number, over 100,000 that we declined uh, when they applied for special votes. We need to... uh, inform political parties because they are part of the process. So we say these are the applicants, these are the approved, this is how we will visit them, and this is where we will expect them. So all of that detail must be shared up front. That's why we closed uh, special votes uh, two weeks ago. The third leg of that preparation is for us to prepare the logistics of, in particular, visiting the over 500,000 voters who requested and were approved for special votes during this election. So for that reason, we will not uh, allow for any late application. Mr. Moseri, can registered voters bring any form of identification, license or passport at the polling station, or should they strictly bring a green barcoded ID or the smart card ID? Uh, Elvis, uh, the latter is very correct. To vote uh, in our elections, only three documents are are valid documents for you to cast your ballot. Uh, It's the smart card ID, it's the green barcoded ID. The third identity document is what is called the temporary identity certificate, which is issued by the Department of Home Affairs. It does carry your particulars, including your photograph as a voter. And Home Affairs is also operational on all these three days, Elvis, to be able to either allow voters to collect their IDs or smart cards or even uh, go and apply and receive a temporary identity certificate, which is usually issued within a short time once they can verify your details. But as far as I know, if you have never had a South African ID, uh, it is not possible to issue a temporary identity certificate. But for most of uh, us who may have misplaced or lost our IDs, 
that is available to us as a, as a temporary identity certificate. But there was a question you asked me earlier on, Elvis, and I did not comprehensively answer it in terms of the process of special votes. What I wanted to add now is that for everyone casting a special vote, make sure that if you are in a metro, you have your two ballots. If you are not in a metro, you have three ballots. Mm -hmm. Two, make sure that uh, all your ballots are stamped at the back to validate them. Three, uh, make sure you have two envelopes. One envelope has your particulars as a voter and it's bigger. Use the smaller envelope to insert your marked ballot. So having received your ballot, having checked for the stamp, you mark your ballot in secrecy and then you insert in the unmarked envelope, the smaller envelope, then insert the unmarked envelope in your marked envelope. That would be the process whether you are visited at home or whether you cast your ballot at the voting station, Elvis. My guest this morning is the IEC's Deputy Chief Electoral Officer for Outreach, Mawetu Moseri. Mr. Moseri, a number of questions there, but before we get to them, let's just move on to the various polling stations first, because I would like to get this understanding. What should prospective voters expect to encounter, uh, for instance, party agents and IEC officials, and and what are their roles? Uh, Thank you, Elvis. Uh, At the voting station... Uh, it's an area which uh, no one is allowed to be at, except those who are there to go cast their ballot or their vote, which means it's only voters allowed at the voting station on voting day. And uh, when they cast their votes, the following people will be there observing the process or managing the process. Uh, It would be election staff uh, headed by a presiding officer, and there is a deputy presiding officer there. Uh, Next to that is obviously security to secure the perimeter of the voting station. So your South African police service will be there at every voting station to secure Uh, the perimeter of the voting station. The next uh, group of officials who are there are the party agents. There's two per political party and one party agent for an independent candidate. They will watch over the process throughout the day from the start before we open. We show them that the ballot box is empty, there's been no pre-voting, and we also show them how many ballots we have. We show them the voters' roll, the ink, all the materials of the election is then made available at the station with their observation. Then they observe uh, that we do check the voters' roll throughout the day, 
they also observe that we are allowing people who are on the voters' roll to vote, and we are also issuing the correct number of ballot papers to them. And indeed, those persons voted and left the voting station. They are there also to watch over those who do attempt to come and vote twice at the voting station. The party agents are there for that. Mm -hmm. And lastly, they are part of the count until the result is signed off. Mm -hmm. Remember, Elvis, we count at the voting station. Yes. We do not move those ballot papers. I'm already answering the question by Seboko, <laughs> <laughs> who said he doesn't try a paper ballot. Actually, if you, if, if you go uh, into the global community, those who had implemented electronic voting uh, in the various countries are now coming back to the paper ballot because it is verifiable. The electronic elements that are being introduced now is an electronic count of those uh, paper ballots which are far more trusted because your party agents can observe the count. You can do a quick recount on certain piles if unsure, then record the result and party agents uh, sign off the result to confirm that what is on that result came out of that voting station. Mm -hmm. But, but and on, on, one but, last thing yeah. we do for purposes of transparency with party agents is to then have the signed uh, result pinned outside the door of that voting station, uh, and it it can stay there for as long as uh, the mm -hmm. landlord doesn't remove it. Uh, so we have a result published right at the voting station before we even take anything away. Mm -hmm. The last group of uh, people that we have at the voting station are domestic observers. Uh, we currently have over 80 organizations in the country that we have approved to observe these elections. They observe for the interest of public good. They uh, are not accountable to the commission, nor to the political parties. Uh, it is their own volition that they are observing this election. I just want to go back. We also have yes. uh, one group of uh, international observers, which is the uh, ECF, from SADC, the Electoral Commission's Forum, mm -hmm. who are also observing this election. Right. The people who come in and go are media. Uh, we have a number of journalists who have free access to voting stations to record, to observe. Uh, the only part that we protect from any form of journalism is the ballot booth because the vote is secret. secret yes. uh, mm -hmm. All right. I just want to go back quickly to the electronic voting. How far off are, uh, is the IEC with that uh, prospect of electronically voting? Electronic voting in, uh, technically is, a, is, a, is an easy process for a body like ours. However, what will take time, it is the conversations and the dialogue of South Africans at both the legislative uh, bodies of the country as well as at the broader 
citizenry of the country. Uh, and as, as, as we have initiated that discussion, it's still in its early stages. But we have now been able, even at a legislative level, to indicate that there are so many forms of electronic voting. South Africa will have to choose what suits its conditions best. Mm -hmm. uh, and we did, um, uh, in 2019, take time with some of our new legislatures, and we went to observe the kind of electronic voting that they are using in uh, Namibia, in the Republic of Namibia. And certainly there were lessons and issues with what they have there. But why we went there is because that particular type allows for your illiterate voters to also be able to interact with that form of electronic voting. So we will have to consider our illiterate levels. We've got to consider um, our differences and diversity in terms of uh, socioeconomic uh, capabilities uh, when we decide on that electronic voting. So what we need as a country is a conversation and a dialogue on uh, electronic voting, which may take us a few years yes. uh, at least. Now, Mr. Moseri, a number of questions surrounding ESCOM. This week, we have seen ESCOM implement load shedding, although we vote manually. Are the IEC systems not at risk, perhaps, of a possible loss of power from ESCOM? Well, uh, let me start, Elvis, by saying we, we are in continuous conversations with uh, ESCOM. And uh, we have been in conversation preparing for an election around this time. Uh, as much as there was an application to defer the election to a different time, but that conversation was already underway. And in their planning, uh, they assured us that they will work on their challenges in such a way that we have power on voting day. But in the event power is lost on voting day, that they will have auxiliary power supply, particularly for key establishments of uh, the Electoral Commission, where we have to capture results and things like those. Uh, but at the voting stations, we've also made uh, the, the, the arrangements for alternative uh, lighting so that we are not actually left in the dark for any second on uh, voting day. Voting day is the only day where we need light at the voting station for the period from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. when the polls close and then for the counting period from 9 p.m. to about midnight or just after midnight when we'll conclude the count at all voting stations. Our new machine, the VMT, has two battery packs to operate almost for over uh, 12 hours on that battery power that those machines have. So we should be able to survive the day, hopefully with shorter periods of no power 
at our voting stations. Mm-hmm. Now, Dennis Malela and Element Waterfall had three questions. I think you, you answered the question of vote rigging and result infiltration a little bit earlier. But he asked the question, why did you not adequately, adequately conduct voter education in rural communities? And I'm going to lump the other one together. Why not have two days for voting to cater for undecided voters? Yes. Why we can't have two days of voting uh, it's because our prescripts currently direct us to have one day of voting. So if you, uh, you, 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 you are very literal in that interpretation, you will also understand that our special vote days are not the election day. It is a special provision for a special category of persons. And currently we have a total of only 1 million of our 26 million uh, registered voters who will cast their ballots through the special vote. That confirms that it is not the official voting day, but a special uh, arrangement. So by law, it has to be one day. Um, And the reason it is one day uh, Elvis, is also to avoid the issues about vote rigging. You know, when you store ballots overnight as an election body, it's the most uncomfortable thing. And worse if the majority of people have already voted. It allows anyone to just cast out and start to believe that doubt. So. In the scheme of election management in, in, in the country is that votes are cast from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. When you close at 9 p.m., you do not move those ballot boxes. You do not change party agents. They are still there. You do the counting, mm-hmm. and you have a result. When we all leave the voting station with those materials, we already have a result, so there cannot be doubt or an issue of us having interfered or manipulated the outcome of the election as an electoral commission. The issue of transparency, the issue of removing doubt is the reason we have one day. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, you must also do the count and conclude on that count. Yes. The issue of voter education, particularly in rural areas, uh, we, we, we believe we did our best in the circumstances, Elvis. We relied a lot more on radio for this election. Mm. The reason we relied on radio rather than physical engagement is an obvious one of the pandemic upon us. We were reluctant to call community meetings uh, where we do uh, uh, voter education with communities. But when we were on level one and uh, across the country, we were able to do some of those physical meetings. So radio has been our main platform. And in doing so, we relied on the public broadcaster in the country to provide that space. But also we went on to work with uh, community radios uh, as well as other platforms that are available with municipalities and the government's communication um, uh, department. Mm -hmm. So that's how much we could do. But uh, with the advent of social media, 
We've also produced very informative packages, uh, social kit, and we've produced also animation, you know. Uh, we've been uh, taught over the time that also a bit of theater and humor mm. Uh, educate better than formal sessions, yes. and we've done a bit of that. Wonderful. Well. IEC Deputy Chief Electoral Officer for Outreach, Mawetu Moseri, is my guest this morning. Now, Mr. Moseri, with regards to the actual ballot papers, how many ballot papers will voters receive on that particular day, and is it compulsory for each voter to bring their own pen when visiting a polling station? It's, it's not compulsory to bring your own pen. We just said as part of our COVID uh, protocols and conditions, if you want to and you will feel much more comfortable with a pen that is not interchanged with other voters, uh, and even if we, we, we are sanitizing it as the commission, you still prefer to bring your own pen. We encourage you to bring your own pen. It's not compulsory. We will provide pens and we will sanitize pens after each use at every voting station. So uh, be comfortable. There will always be a pen. Number of ballots. Uh, many of us in the country are actually spoiled for choice in this election, uh, Elvis. We have uh, 300 and 25 political parties to choose from. We have 95,000 candidates to choose, uh, only 10,400 of them to be in our government in local municipalities uh, from Tuesday the 2nd. Um, that's the choice we have. So our ballot paper is long. It's uh, it, 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 it has not been this long in the past local government elections. So as voters, let's be ready to just take time to know where your political party is and find its logo, its name, and make your mark. Um, we will all in the country, except those in the metros, have three ballot papers. There's a green ballot paper for the district municipality of where you, you live, and then there will be a yellow ballot paper for the municipality where you live, and then there will be a third ballot paper, which is for your white councillor, uh, which is a white and gray ballot paper. So those are the ballot papers we'll have there. Make sure you have all three, and also make sure that you mark your X, your choice on each one of the of the of the three ballots that you have. More importantly, again, do check that that ballot has a stamp at the back mm -hmm. to validate that ballot. For people in the metros, they will only have two ballots: the yellow ballot to choose a party of choice for that municipality and then the grey and white ballot for the white candidate. When does the IEC anticipate to announce the final results, Mr. Mosseri, and your last words to South Africans as the IEC embarks on what is arguably the most contested local government elections to date? Definitely the most contested uh, local government election. We 
by law must conclude the result of this election on Monday the 8th uh, of November. We should gazette the outcome of this election. In terms of our usual performance, in terms of counting and uh, the telling of results across the country, we normally do it within three days after voting. So where we are, we expect that either Friday or Saturday, we will definitely announce the results and uh, Monday becomes just a formality and a compliance with law when we gazette. So our expectation is definitely Friday uh, the 5th of November to have most of the municipalities declared, yes. if not the whole country. My last message, South Africans, it's time to go out there and make a commitment for the next 60 months of who is your councillor who must respond to your needs as a community. Let's go out there and vote for all of us as South Africans, not for yourself personally. All the best to you all as voters. Let's vote early in the day and uh, have the afternoon to ourselves. Thank you. Mr. Moseria, thank you so much. We need six hours to talk about all the issues because we're not going to get to all of them. That was my guest this morning, the IEC's Deputy Chief Electoral Officer for Outreach, Maweto Moseri.